Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 faithful listeners, to another episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Now, we got a little bit of a format change this week. We had a poll up on our Facebook recently. We only had a handful of people answer, but the handful of people answered unanimously, and they decided that they want more Real Film Nerds. So we're going to give this a shot. Hopefully it will last. Hopefully it will work. It might not, but we're going up to two episodes a week. Woo! Now, Mike and I have not really, as you just heard, have not really decided which days we're going to put them out. We're still kind of playing with that. We'll find out here this week. I was thinking Tuesday, Thursday. Mike was thinking, what, Monday, Wednesday? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess... I guess we'll just try it out Tuesday, I, I think Tuesday it, Thursday. Uh, I don't know. We can, we'll see. I mean, I could probably have this done and ready to go tomorrow. We'll, right. we'll see. Uh, I think it really depends on like when we record and how bad your recording is. Oh, thanks. Just, just <laughs> calling me out. Just, just, just pointing the the theoretical finger right at me. You have been thrown, and the bus is on its way. Is what I'm going with. So, anyway, so that's exciting news for all of you. We're going to stick with the same format. We are going to try and keep it around a half hour, unless it's a really big, popular movie or one that we are both very passionate about. Then it might get into the 45-minute to an hour range, much like our two most recent reviews of Infinity War and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Solo, I think, was around 43 minutes or so, and Infinity War was at least an hour. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, all Star Wars movies that you review will always be longer than 30 minutes. I mean, you can't yeah. just... You just have to say too much. You know too much. Well, and I don't even need you to be there. I could just do it by myself. Yeah, you could have a conversation with yourself, and it would be pretty interesting. See, but then that's just my normal everyday life. So we don't want to do that to the listeners because we actually have a real person. You're not imaginary. At least I don't think you're imaginary. Maybe we should have a listener write in and make sure that you're not imaginary. And I'm not just sitting here talking to myself. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And it's not like a soundboard? No, not a soundboard. I mean, I guess I could be doing that. I could be, like, talking and then responding to myself and then just tweaking the voice to be your voice. Yeah, that'd be cool. See? So maybe you are imaginary and nobody knows. Maybe you're my other other split personality. Because I know I got at least five or six in there, much like Deadpool. Oh. Oh, interesting. Five or six personalities, huh? All right. Oh, yeah. And one of them is a 12-year-old girl. Oh, Nice. And she likes Star Wars dolls. Oh, okay. What's her name? Pickles. <laughs> oh, all right. So, maybe yep. we'll hear from Pickles today. Pickles McGillicuddy. <laughs> okay, so to wrap up our uh, exciting news of doing more work for all of you, for listeners... Um. There are a lot of good movies out in this world. The problem is, is they all don't come out at the same time. 
And going to the movies can get quite expensive, especially when my movie pass does not work at the movie theater where most of these movies that we are seeing go to. Oh, so, man. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I had to pay to see our review today, which was fine. What? I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, I know. So my movie passes. I need to go see Infinity War for my second time sometime this week to make movie pass worth its while so far. But anyways, I uh, to get back on topic again, um, we are not going to stick to just brand new movies. Now that is our focus, that will always be our focus, is movies that are actually out in the theaters. But Mike and I are really going to try and put in an effort and do what we like to call legacy casts for all of you which legacy casts are typically older films which we've explained before um or they also could be stuff that you get on streaming you know maybe we should come up with something different when it's like a streaming only kind of movie you know like stuff that's only on amazon or netflix maybe we'll call that like a streaming cast or you know the river or something i don't know we'll we'll figure out a name when we the tributary the tributary. That's pretty good. I like that. Because <laughs> okay. now it can't be like a movie that is just, you know, a movie that came out and Netflix has it for right now. That goes legacy. It needs to be a movie that was made for Netflix by Netflix or oh. a show. Does that make sense? Okay. Then we would call it, then we will call it the tributary. How's that? Okay. The tributary. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like that. I think that's fun. So, anyways, just to get all of you caught up, we do try and do that. We have not done a whole lot. Um, the only legacy that we have done so far was not even with our resident shoeless Mike. It was with uh, Mr. Matt Santos, the Mile High Show, and forty-five no forty minutes of the forty-five minute long podcast was spent talking about photography and life, and not the movie. Yeah. So look for more legacy casts in the near future, especially when we have slow months or slow weeks, because that is when Mike and I, we've compiled a list between the two of us, and we are just going to at random pick one of these films until we go through our whole list, and then we'll do it again, and then we'll do it again, and then we'll see what's on Netflix after that. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Like, okay. I was originally wanting to do this with a Mr. Mile High show again, but that one movie that came out fairly recently on Netflix called Kodachrome. It is based on a true story. It is a made for Netflix by Netflix movie about a photographer that is traveling across the country to get his, um, sh- I, I'm not sure if he's shooting his last roll of slide film or if he's getting his last roll of slide film developed or something. It's a kind of a feely, touchy, getting to know his father kind of story, but it has some great acting in it. I would like to do that one. I wanted to do that one with uh, Mr. Mile High Show, but I might pass on that because there is another... We are discussing it in one of our previous episodes. There's a big-time documentary coming out on a photojournalist that I really would like to get Mr. Mile High Show in on. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. What, what was the name of the yeah. movie? Oh, on that one? I'm spacing on that name, too. I'd have to look it up. See, this is why I take notes and don't go by them, because I don't talk about my notes that I have prepared. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just go off the top of my head, and I don't have anything in front of me. Yeah, so what movie are we reviewing, man? We haven't even gotten to the movie yet. Yeah, I know, and we're like, I don't know, eight, nine minutes in. So, anyways, uh, this week, it is a really fun sci-fi action combination genre movie, kind of first of its kind. I personally consider it hardcore sci-fi, and that movie is Upgrade. Mike... What is Upgrade about? Who does it star? Who is directing it? Why should we care? All right. So this movie, uh, I'll just go with the plot real quick, is set in the near future. Technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Uh, this movie was written and directed by Lee Wenell, Wenell, and it's starring Logan Marshall Green as Gray Trace, and there's there's a few other people in here. Uh, Betty uh, Gabriel is uh, Cortez; she's the officer. And uh, this movie was pretty cool. I really wasn't expecting what I got. The trailer made it just seem like it was kind of a crazy action movie. But uh, it's so much more. Well, I was trying to explain that to one of my friends that I asked if he wanted to see the film with me. And he proceeded to say no after the trailer because it's a whole 15 minute drive from his home to the Prescott Valley Harkins 14. So that's a little bit far of a drive for him, I guess. Um, Those of you that live in a big city, it's no big deal. But in Prescott... Basically, Prescott Valley is like driving from Phoenix to Tucson for people that live in Prescott, which is ridiculous. So he passed on it. I explained to him later that he really missed out on a fun, hardcore sci-fi thriller. It was not a full-blown action movie like what the trailer makes it look like. And speaking of trailers, that's an interesting topic to get on, is that trailers this whole year have been odd think about it deadpool had trailers where there was shit that happened in the trailers that did not happen in the movie and that was part of a giant gag oh yeah they do that though the infinity war trailers were just incredible and then you had some trailers that were just flat out awful that did not correspond with the movie or get you enticed to see the movie at all. And it made the movie look worse than what it really was. And it was a good movie. Yeah, like Game Night. Game Night was great, but the trailer was garbage. Game Night was a perfect example. Game Night was fantastic. That trailer was shit. No questions about it. Alright, so Mike, let's talk about Upgrade. Yes, um, I really liked Upgrade. Uh, I thought it was way more more depth in the movie than what I was getting from the trailer like it, it was very sci-fi um, was not expecting this look into the future that the movie showed it was really neat it had like interactive coffee tables and um, you know fully connected houses and it was just uh, you know AI driven cars it was like whoa I wasn't expecting any of that. What scared me about it is that 
you and I are both technophiles. I would say you're probably more than me just based on what you do for a living. I would say I probably pay a little bit more attention to what's going on and I read a lot more about the stuff than you do. But I know you're actually in the industry to a certain level. So I would say you probably have more of a handle on this. But in my perception, this movie to me really feels like what's coming down the road and not that far away. And when I say not that far away, I'm talking 5, 10, 15 years tops. You had AI, you had self-driving cars, you had drones doing policing. Granted, they were just basically surveillance cameras in the sky, but they were policing. Yeah, 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 they were definitely policing. Um, I don't know how much you pay, you've you seen uh, or read articles about this, but uh, biohacking... You know, hacking your body with technology is a legitimate thing that people are playing with now. That one scares me personally right now because the people that are playing with it are putting inanimate objects, chips, whatever, in their physical body trying to make it better. It's not like a, like a fake heart or a pacemaker or stuff like that. I mean, they're purposely healthy young people putting shit in their body to make it do different things. Yeah. And that's clearly what this film is about, is biohacking to the extreme with all this other future tech thrown in. And I just thought that was... It's scary, but it makes an incredible story. Yeah. And it's also intriguing, because I love all this stuff, yeah. or else I wouldn't pay attention to it. Yeah, it was, it was a scary future, and it did feel like, you know, this doesn't seem like this is too far off. This is kind of no. where everything's going already. Oh boy. Right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, self-driving cars. They're, uh, I don't know if you saw, but the other day, uh, who was it? Uh, Waymo, uh, Google's uh, self-driving car corporation or branch or whatever you call it. I think it's it. a company because they think they did their whole thing with Alphabet's the the main conglomerate, yeah. but then they have different separate companies. It's just, yeah, yeah it's like a tax thing. Yeah, it is what it is. What it is, it's Google. Call yeah. it whatever the hell you want, but it's Google. Um, they just got approved in Northern California. I'm not sure what town or what city or county it was approved in, but literally, I think on Friday, might have been Thursday, they got approved, and they're the very first company to do this to test their self-driving cars now without per- someone in it. They can drive themselves now on the public roads, 100%. Wow, I didn't see that, but I did see that they are buying 60,000 cars from Fiat Chrysler, like uh, minivans. Yeah, because that's what most of their, not all their Waymo vehicles are that way, but most of them are, especially the ones out here in uh, uh, Chandler. They're all minivan. I think they're a combination of the... the, um, Chrysler Pacifica and the Chrysler uh, uh, Dodge Caravan thing, whatever that is, whatever they call that. It's a combination of those two big, you know, minivan slash uh, uh, crossovers is what they're using out here. Yeah, it was like a huge announcement because I was like, wow, that's a lot of cars. It's like, where are they going to drive all these cars? I guess the answer is everywhere. Yeah. Well, and I, it's if Northern California approved it, it's a matter of time until our governor rolls over and says, "Go for it here." Oh, even yes. though that, in, even though they had that big issue with Uber here in Tempe, 
Which is interesting. I, I don't know if you uh, saw the video or saw where that happened or anything. You know where that uh, lady was killed, right? I know in the general area. It was over over in Tempe off of Mills, I believe. It was right in front of the Marquee Theater. Oh, okay. That They have that big median uh, when you drive down Mill Avenue towards the marquee theater they have that big median right underneath the bridge that has like a little park and stuff and the median kind of tapers down right where it gets to the uh stoplight at the uh where the marquee theater is and that new office building is over there she was killed right there she was walking from that um little shitty park it's not really a park it's like concrete in the middle of a median basically a large median and she was walking from there across to the other side of the road in the middle of the night with no lights on uh you know just yeah it, it was in my opinion it was 50 50 i mean uber's car should have seen her especially with lidar i mean it didn't even attempt to put on the brakes that's what's depressing but also she should not have been jaywalking at night with nothing on to let people know she's there it was right. stupid. Yeah. Literally, probably, literally, probably 50 to 100 feet away from her is the stoplight with a crosswalk. Yeah. Well, if it's anything like over here, uh, not a single person uses the crosswalk. They just walk out on the road. Yeah, that's Arizona, too. Well, you know, you, you lived here for many, many, many years. Not in the valley, but you did live here, so. Okay, so, Mike... Here is a bit of my notes that I will go off of for upgrade since uh, I have them in front of me. What? You, you, you're going to use your notes? Are you sure? Is everything okay? Gonna, Are you feeling gonna, all right? Uh, no, I'm exhausted. I only got four hours of sleep, but it was worth it. So, went to a baseball game yesterday. Good times. It was Star Wars night at the uh, Diamondbacks arena or stadium. Oh, nice. I, I got a... Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Han Solo crossover bobblehead. It was pretty cool. Nice. So, I think Upgrade had very good writing. I thought it had a smart and funny story. The acting, particularly by Logan Marshall Green, was incredible. I have no idea how he did those fight scenes where he made them look extremely robotic. It did not look like he was the one that was doing them. It looked like a robot was controlling his maneuvers and his moves. Um, he made it look like he was a passenger. I have no idea how he did that, but he did it really, really well. It was extremely convincing to me. Yeah, I agree. That was really really neat um the fight scenes where he's like oh no no what are you doing oh man he's like almost not there almost observing through yeah he's a passenger yeah right it was so uh well done i loved it i thought that i don't know how he did that acting but he knocked it out of the park hands down i mean it he really did make it look like he was not controlling his body yeah let alone the choreography for one of these high falutin, you know, fight scenes. I mean, the first one in the kitchen with the knife and everything. I mean, it wasn't just a fight scene. There were, you know, props involved in that one. He was hitting them with stuff and stabbing them with a knife. And oh yeah, no, it was it was very um, realistic fight using everything around you. You know, 
Yeah. And it just, he was, that was the, that was the one where he was like the full on passenger, you know, what are you doing? Oh my God. Oh, I'm going to get sick. Oh, geez. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, I thought the sets were pretty good. Um, it was kind of futuristic, like Blade Runner, but it wasn't as pretty as Blade Runner. It was also more grounded in reality, which I think really, really works for this movie. You really don't want it to be super futuristic. You want it to be more like how the world really is now. There was some extremely futuristic looking things like, you know, the uh, gun in the arm and stuff like that. And the self-driving cars that really look kind of out there. But for the most part, it looked like a world that is easily not that far away from what we're living in now. And so that worked for it. I, I would, you know, I like good cinematography and great lighting and beautiful sets. That's part of the allure of wonderful uh, movie making the cinema and stuff. This really didn't have it. This was more nitty gritty, down to earth, you know, kind of. Yeah, I, my, I I think the the budget affected some of that stuff, but I still think they did a really good job with whatever budget they have. I I tried to look up what they what the budget was for this movie. I couldn't find it, so uh, I think it's a fairly low budget, but. Man, I thought they did well with what they had. Yeah, no, and that that's the point is it's not the money of Blade Runner or the money of, you know, Solo or Infinity War or anything like that. This is a true, you know, how Hollywood should be. It's about the acting. It's about the story. I would like it to be a little prettier, but it doesn't have to be because it was engaging as it is. They did a great job with what they had. Yeah. Uh, Another interesting one. There's multiple villains in this movie, as you find out, literally towards the very end of the film. But the main villain throughout the majority of the film, until you find out later at the end, uh, the guy with... The gun in his arm, the guy that kills his wife. I really thought he was an interesting villain, or at least his look. He was not a typical villain. He did not look like a former spec ops guy. He did not look like a pissed off criminal. He didn't look like one of these badass guys you don't want to screw with. In my opinion, he looked like a nerd. He looked more like someone that spent the majority of his life behind a computer and all of a sudden started getting all these biohacking things implanted in him. And that's what made him into the villain. Yeah. Could just be my perception, but that's what I felt. Yeah. Or saw. I think that's partly what it was. Um, yeah. It, it, that character was kind of a neat character. The, I, I guess one of the things that this movie doesn't do the best job of, is you know a lot about the main character, the Logan Marshall Green's character, uh, Gray, but everybody else is just kind of put into the movie, and you don't know hardly anything about them other than it's like bad guys or cop, or you know like there's not there's no real development of any of the other characters, 
Which is, I guess, understandable due to the time and, and, and the budget, but yeah. It would have helped the story if they could have, though. Especially this... Uh, I don't even remember his name, but this first villain, I guess, is what I'm going to call him. I thought... You know, I would have liked to have seen more on why he got into the biohacking stuff and how they recruited him and, Fisk. you know, things like that. Fisk, there you go. His character name was Fisk. He was played by uh, Benedict Hardy. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more backstory. Uh, yeah, I agree with all of that. They didn't flesh him out as well, so... Eventually, he is killed by the main character. And when he's killed, you really don't have that feeling where you're like, oh, wow, look, he won. He defeated this guy. It was more like, eh, that was expected kind of thing. And I think if it, there would have been more backstory, more character development, you would have felt a little bit more for or against the villain. Yeah, they had a... Like, I guess there's one scene where... The guy is kind of hunting um, Gray Gray's character, and he's talking to the this bartender where an incident just happened. And there could have been a little bit more, I guess, exposition. And it talks about like I don't like you guys coming around, and but it didn't explain like what are you guys and like all this stuff. Like it, it just hinted at there's a lot more to their story, but they didn't tell you any of it. Yeah, and that might lead into a sequel, because I personally would not be surprised if they do make a sequel for this film. I don't know how well it's doing at the box office. It might not be doing squat, but they definitely left it where they could do a sequel if they really wanted to, or they could just leave it as it is, because how they ended it, it ends perfectly as a standalone film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it, it does. Um, I wouldn't. I w- I wasn't thinking they were going to make a sequel, but you know, now that you say that, it's totally possible. I I can see them going either way. Personally, I don't think they will, but they could. They really could. Especially, I don't want to ruin the ending because the ending, even though we're Mister Spoiler Cast himself, practically, I don't want to ruin it because it's so kind of jarring. Yeah, it really is. It was kind of so. Jarring, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it because it, you won't get the same effect if you know. Because I do know people do listen to this before they see the movies sometimes. So I'm going to leave that alone. But yeah, I can see how it can go either way because it they wrapped it up in a nice tight bow, or you could see a continuation. You really, they could do it. It wouldn't be difficult. They could go into more of the backstory of the other company that's doing the biohacking of the villains of the people that murdered his wife, that pulled him out of the car and, you know, um, paralyzed him and all that stuff. They could do a whole thing on that. And then where it is after this movie and what the villain after this movie does and, you know, what happens to the world around that villain and everything you, you totally could. Yeah, you definitely could. Um, so, uh, is that? Did you cover everything on your notes? No. Um, how does this relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mike?
Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, man. Uh, so <laughs> I like how you always act like I surprise you. That's funny. L- Logan Marshall Green plays uh, Gray Trace, uh, which is the main character in Upgrade, was also Jackson Bryce slash Shocker number one in Spider-Man Homecoming. Huh. Who the hell is Shocker number one? Uh, remember when he's um, fighting the... So, so Spider-Man is kind of foiling the plot of those people that rob the thing, and these guys yes. have the little, like, shocking thing. Yes. I believe he is the first guy that he takes out um, of, of that kind of, uh, I guess, gang there. Yeah, I need to sit down and watch Spider-Man Homecoming again. I only watched it once in the theaters. And I know people just absolutely go bananas over Spider-Man Homecoming because it's pretty much the closest thing to Spider-Man in the comic books that any Spider-Man film has ever been. And honestly, the only thing I was really impressed with and really loved in Spider-Man Homecoming was Vulture. Michael Keaton as Vulture was incredible. Yeah, he was The rest of the film... The rest of the film really did not do much for me. And, you know, I need to sit down and watch it again. I think it's on HBO or Showtime or... It's on one of those, and I can log in and watch it. I need to do that. Yeah, I I liked it. I mean, it's kind of a high school movie. Like, it's... But it was was more your fun uh, Spider-Man goofy character and... You know, everybody said that that's the Spider-Man that they've been wanting for all these years, so... Well, that's the Spider-Man that's in the comic books. He's th- he's not suave, he's not well put together, he's the nerd, he's the geek, he's the... Yeah, exactly. Alright. Um, Alright, so... Okay, go ahead, Mike. So I had a couple notes for, that I was going to go over real quick. Um, go for it. Yeah, I really like this movie. I even like that the AI was called STEM because I think it's kind of a play on words because there's all this research about stem cells and it's like stem cells are like the beginning cells of of uh, life, essentially. Well, I like it being called STEM because it reminds me of the acronym that everybody loves to use now that everyone has to go into STEM when they're in school now. You know, science, technology, engineering, and math. No, Matt, we we do STEAM. Science, technology, engineering, arts, math. Come on. Oh, no. Oh, no. No one does arts. As I have found out in my life. Oh, you just take this way too personal. You just didn't get the right degree. Nope. I need to go back to janitor school. Yeah, because isn't the minimum wage for janitors now 45 an hour? Probably. Who knows? Yeah, they they rioted, right? And uh, they they won't work unless they get paid forty five an hour. Uh, I thought that was teachers. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get some hate mail on that one. <laughs> oh man, yeah, probably will. See, the worst part about all that—not to get into my personal shit-filled life, but. The, I, I love science, I love technology, 
I love engineering. I don't love math. So I got three out of the four. I got three out of the four, but that is not enough. You got to have that number four or you can't do the three before it, which is bullshit. No, man, you got to go with the STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, and you'll just have four out of five. That's like an 80%. Well, so three out of four is not 80%. It's whatever. (laughs) See, here comes the math. No math. 75%. I know. Stop it. I was just going to goof on it, but whatever. Stop it. Okay, so Mike, what did you think of Upgrade? What do you give it on the scale of one to five reels? Or, oh, shit, do you have more notes? Um, well, no, I was just going to say that I, I, I really like this movie. Um, I like the kind of the grittiness of it and the realism of it and the scariness of AI and and just us depending on so many of these technologies, but then having people that can just kind of walk around without any of the stuff affecting them. And uh, I enjoyed all that stuff. So uh, I, I like this movie quite a bit, and some of it seems just scary because it's so realistic. Yeah, so, exactly. So I th- it was more I psychological think- to me than, like, horror-y. It, this movie is incredibly violent in a couple parts, but uh, other than that, I, re- I really liked the movie, man. A lot. A lot more than I thought it was. I didn't know what I was getting into. I just liked the idea of having a little chip implanted in the guy, and then he could do stuff. But, wow. Yeah. Um, I personally think this movie is not for everyone. I think everyone should go see it just to see what could become because as the late great um oh great see this is why I can't run on four hours of sleep Stephen Hawking the late great Stephen Hawking and current somewhat great Elon Musk has been screaming for years is we need to pay attention to AI because when it starts becoming its own thing and self-aware this is the kind of shit that could happen. Yeah, I mean, even Termi- even Terminator posed this question, you know, in the eighties, oh, yeah. you know, with Skynet, which there's which there's a real one, it, which is another one coming down the road that we might have to do is Terminator or Terminator Two or Terminator Salvation. One of the we're definitely going to do one of the Terminator films for a legacy cast because I love me some Terminator. Well, I like the first two a lot. Everything else after that gets weird. You didn't like Salvation, the one with uh, Christian Bale? Um, it was okay. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I don't know, man. There's, eh. yeah. Well, it's not the it's not the best one, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's for sure. We can talk about it in our legacy cast. I don't want to get it into it all right now. No. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to it, but I feel that this movie is mainly geared towards hardcore sci-fi lovers and hardcore tech geeks, both of which I am and both of which you are, Mike. So they hit it on the head for us. But I do not think, like, for example, my sister probably would enjoy this movie. She might, but she just doesn't give a crap. She loves her Facebook. She loves all of her 
social media is a lot of stuff, and she's not really afraid of coming technology and doesn't really care either. Oh, okay. So, yeah, all right. I, I think people like her should come and see it and try and put that mindset in them that this is not that far away and this is a real possibility. Okay. So, I guess with that, Matt, how many reels will you give it? Dude, I asked you first. Oh, well, I'm going to give it four out of five reels. I really enjoyed this movie. Four out of five reels. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll let it slide this time, Michael. Oh, man. So now you're going to be like two and a half reels. No, I don't know if I would ever give a movie two and a half unless it's really bad. Which, shit, I forgot that to... Put that on our list. That was one that's actually a request for a legacy cast, but kind of a request, but not a formal request, is uh, Green Lantern. Something like Green Lantern is for sure going to get at maximum a two and a half or a two, if not less. Okay. All right. We can put on a Green Lantern or, or I mean, we could we could throw on like, there's so many movies that are terrible that I've seen in my life. Like one was called... Oh, I'm blanking. I've never heard of that one. That's a weird one. (laughs) Oh, dang it. It, It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I wanted my my time back. Wow, that's a bold statement. And I saw it for free, and I wanted my time back. Wow. So clearly, was this during the time period when you were working in the theaters? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Okay. Well, think about it, and I will give our audience members my rating. I did enjoy Upgrade. I thought it was smart. I thought it was very sci-fi, very techy. Really enjoyed that, as I pointed out earlier. I give Upgrade a three and a half out of five stars. Three and a half. So, not as high as you, sir, but I, you know, it's above average for me. Wow. Okay, cool. I, I, I just really enjoyed it. Like, I think I was expecting nothing and I got so much more, so I was just, enjoyed that a lot. Well, I must have read into the trailer differently than you, but, you know, uh, the trailer definitely sheds it in a, you know, a different light, more action-packed, but I felt it was going to be a dystopian future kind of thing, for sure, which I expected. Um, there were aspects I did not expect. I did not expect to see so much biohacking outside of the main STEM chip, because they really didn't explain that or show that in the trailer, which that would have been a good addition, uh, you know, for people that are interested in seeing this. So. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't show that like I guess they maybe hinted at it with the guy with one of the guys who had a gun in his his arm, but you you didn't quite know what was going on, so it'd been hard to know what you were looking at. Yeah. So that might help entice people a little bit more to come, but I don't know. I don't know. It's not it's not going to be a giant blockbuster. It's not trying to be it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. People should go see it, especially if you're a sci-fi and technology geek. Yes, I I I, th- I think that is definitely true. 
So I'm I'm trying to think of what that movie was. You're trying to think of the movie? Yeah, I am. Dude, I, I am blanking. I want to say just go go Left for Dead, but that's not it. Left for Dead. No, it's like it's it's a it was like arcade game that was like a shooting game. Well, there was there was Left for Dead, but that wasn't an arcade game. That was a PC game, I believe, is what it started out as. And then it morphed to the consoles, and that's a zombie thriller kind of horror first-person shooter. And they had Left 4 Dead, and they had Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead 2 was way better. Yeah, it was like Left 4 Dead, but that's not it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll have it for the next podcast. I don't want to be going on and on just waiting for me to figure out what to, to Google. Oh, it's fine. I got plenty of hours to sit here and edit all day today, so we get this out in time tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. On that note. Uh, on that note, uh, yeah, screw you, Matt. You're on your own. Thanks, Mike. You're the best. Oh, wait. I didn't change my voice in that one. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, we should wish everybody a... Happy weekend, and uh, go catch a movie. Happy weekend? The weekend is over. The week is starting. All right, happy week. Everyone have a good work week. We will chat at you sooner rather than later, thanks to our new quota of doing lots of podcasts. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.